Hey, I'm Pat B. Adam Lewis is actually out fighting the good fight today, so we wish him well. And we have an awesome show for you right here on the Geek Down on WEMF Radio. Mm. Chug Jules. Bob with me. Bob with me. Give me a second to get it out. Oh, the phlegm is free, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. To the side of me right now, I look at my man, the engineer, always diligent, always efficient, always techno savvy, always not even freaking paying attention. I'm talking, of course, about. Just Johnny. I'm breaking stuff, yo. This guy. <laughs> okay, you want to break stuff? Well, I need a surge. Yeah, how many? How many? Uh, how many of our audience got that? We are old in the house, but we are also not alone, my friend. Uh, in the absence of Adam, we actually have a bunch of fine individuals who came to give us some extel. Extel? Extel. Extel. What does oh, that I, mean? I started saying excellent, and then I went to Stellar, and somehow a bastard hybrid <laughs> child of uh, And yeah. somehow it promoted Excel. Microsoft Excel right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, there we go. If only we had that budget, man. All right, but no, Microsoft of course, money. the voice you just heard of this fine gentleman uh, from Geeks Who Drink. I'm talking, of course, about... That's right. I, this is Josh, Quizmaster Josh, if you fancy, from Geeks Who Drink Pub Quizzes. Hold on a second. I just want to point out this man. Quizmaster Josh! That's right. Uh, Quizmaster. So, yeah. Oh, awesome, awesome. Well, what's that, Janet Jackson line? Quizmaster Josh. If you're just nasty. Josh, just Josh, if you're nasty. That's right. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> All right. And also, right next to him is the incomparable. All right. The extra special, always super sexy, Mr. Dale Stones. Hello. How we doing? Uh, glad to have you back, man. Friend of the show, yeah. Dale Stones. <laughs> hey, good to be here. Great to be here. Oh, you're always welcome. Yeah. And right next to you, of course, your uh, partner in rhyme, another member of Sir Les, the mouth from the South himself. Danny Drake. Danny Drake, how you doing? Pretty good, how are you? I'm not bad, man, not bad. For those of you actually watching us on camera, you may recognize uh, Danny because his twin brother was actually on the show a while back. But no, we've never met this man. Ever in life. Ever. He's mysterious. He's an interloper. <laughs> I'm kidding. We are happy to have you on the show, man. Welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And these fine individuals are going to give us the lowdown on two burlesque shows. Uh, you want to give us the uh, quick ins- insight on what those are? Yeah, definitely. We've got May the 4th Burlesque. It's a Star Wars tribute, and that's going to be coming up on what other date? May 4th. And then we got uh, Holy Shit Snacks. Um, there's an asterisk in there, but it's hard to say an asterisk, so sorry about the S-bomb. Uh, and that's uh, that's going to be May 7th and 10th. It's going to be two nights. So. Yep. Four yeah. shows on the Sunday, one on the Wednesday. Cool. cool. Thank you for your fourth writings. All right, and of course, the man keeping us sounding crisp and delicious every week. I'm talking, of course, about DJ Herbie Herb. Hello! <laughs> I, I, I hate you. I love you when I hate you. <laughs> All right, but no, we have an awesome action-packed, sun- fun-filled show for you. We have the lowdown on the New England Cannabis Convention. All right, we also have the deepest of deep, the hardest of hard, the angriest of angriest, the most reviewingest Urgh. of reviews. Yep. On Mr. Shifty. Oh, this is going to be bad. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm going on a tirade on this one. Oh, man. The anticipation is killing me. <laughs> Both barrels. All right. <laughs> and then we get to our fine individuals in the room. But first, dude, we got some news to talk about. Uh, YouTube has uh, their restricted mode, have recently uh, implemented, has been um, filtering out LGBTQ and anything else that falls into that uh, content. Now, not just like offensive material and things that go in, uh, in too deep on uh, details of uh, things that might be inappropriate for younger audiences or families, but anything, uh, as long as it made a reference to uh, that particular lifestyle. And this restricted mode was put in place to filter uh, things with violence, uh, things with excessive profanity, uh, things that might be uh, offensive to children. You know, um, on YouTube, you think, what could possibly get through besides, like, World Star videos? Well, um, if you, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, you know, to be real. But, uh, no, if you if you Google, like, certain medical conditions or uh, you know, surgeries and things, you can actually see nudity, you can see graphic uh, content, uh, news, you see 
all types of violence. And I mean, it comes with warnings and disclaimers, but it's available to everybody. And the restricted mode was meant to protect audiences from that. You know, parents don't want their kids seeing so and so, you know, more sensitive people. But also, I mean, what's offensive about someone uh, who's gay having a video about, well, you know, this is how my day went. This is how, you know, uh, you make a pie. This is how, you know, uh, I, uh, this is how, you know, I particularly you know, increase my bank loan percentage or some such, you know, any of it. Uh, was all like filtered out and they've recently apologized and they're saying they're, act they're actively fixing it now but like what does this actually mean like how do these things come across and i mean first of all the system's automated so someone had to put that in the first place why are we so afraid of uh, LGBT culture. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest black eye they're going to get from this is like this this anecdote that I was just reading about about uh, a lesbian couple exchanging wedding vows. Mm -hmm. It's just like it's if if that's what's getting cut out by the filter, you know, that's when you're going to have you know, run into trouble. You know, people are going to see that and say, well, what are you really trying to filter out? What's the hidden agenda here? Well, in that case, I can see it. If you ever heard anyone who wrote their own vows, you're just like, God, make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see that's a perfect yeah. example. That's perfectly harmless um, for the most part, from what I can see. Yet it would be filtered out. Why? I, mean, I can't think of a logical reason. Mm -hmm. Does this uh, uh, have that kind of negative effect on society where people go to YouTube to... Uh, basically, YouTube is one of the primary outlets for uh, young people who are uh, dealing with their sexuality or young folks who have come out and uh, live a, homo a uh, homosexual lifestyle and maybe they're trans, maybe they're asexual. You know, this is a safe space, or at least a place where they should feel safe, to, uh, you know, create content, you know, release to the world. Yeah, yeah, and that sort of blurs the lines too. I mean, like, there's a, there's a one of the things that they brought up in the in the um, I don't know, just reading this article here is just that mm -hmm. specific sex content. Whereas, like, how do you make the divide between educational and lewd? And like, that's one of the big things that they they reference. It's hard to filter that out because mm -hmm. context is everything, you know. And especially in a world where you know LGBTQ has more visibility than ever before, it's like, you well, know, how do you you know how do you automate something like that to be able to you know, filter out the stuff that you don't want there, like somebody's graphic, you know, description of their frat boy Friday night, and like, you know, <laughs> you know how do you do that? Well, that's one of the points I wanted to touch on, because I myself, uh, I mean, I come from a culture where uh, you're pretty much, it's par for the course, growing up with homophobia. You know, you're black in America, it's like, well, you know, everyone's cool, you know, you gotta be a good man, you gotta respect everybody, okay, cool. Uh, your cousin came out as gay, you shun them, you don't talk to them, you don't call them, you don't, it's like, wow, yeah. hypocrisy is just rampant. But, uh, as we grow and we progress, you know, these kind of issues are the things we open our eyes to, and we're aware of where that comes from. You know, we actually try to change things, we try to be more accepting of people, but that comes from someone actually putting it in the system. Mm -hmm. You know, someone actually had to program that. This is offensive material, it needs to be cut out, it needs to be, you know, uh, culled and, you know, compartmentalized. Yeah, and then YouTube is where we get our information, this is where our generation learns stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I started learning how to play the piano two years ago, like, I didn't ask for a teacher, I just went on YouTube and tried to look up Billy Joel riffs, you know? Like, that's <laughs> that's what you do, like, and if well, that's where we're getting all of our information, then, like, you know. Well, see, that's the kind of content that should be filtered out, thank you for uh, bringing that up, because, <laughs> I mean, Eric Clapton all the way, Billy Joel, this dude said. For, well, for piano, right, though? Know. I think I think uh, Eric Clapton's the oh, wrong I, direction. I, I play some guitar. Hey, yo, what? what? <laughs> no, it's like it's a different kind of guitar. It's oh, like being, oh, okay. it's, yeah, an 88 string <laughs> guitar. The guitar, there you go. Okay. Guitar. Right. Yeah, now we're talking. Where's the video for that? Yeah. Right. That's, that's mature content. It's got to be out there. Guitar bear all the way. Guitar bear. <laughs> guitar, you won't find it on YouTube. No. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Guitar bear. Something. Something Dale touched on there kind of like resonated with me though. Like, and it has the the idea like. Kind of what we're talking about: Who makes the decision? What content is going to be restricted? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't it be in the hands of the person who is the viewer, or the watcher, mm -hmm. who's on YouTube to make the decisions? Okay, this is the stuff I do want to see. This is the stuff I don't. 
there should be more filters, not just a on and off switch for what somebody oh. high up in the government or in the or in this oh, yeah. company deems to be offensive to somebody. Yeah. Yes, you know? but at the same time, someone has to decide what goes under each of those filters. That's true, which too. is the issue. Right. Yeah. Um, the issue whether or not you have twenty different filters for the parent, because it's for like parents or whatever yeah. to choose from, is if you have twenty filters. Or if you have one filter, mm-hmm. it's who decides what is behind those twenty filters. True. Yeah. Or like someone's pearl clutching grandma who like doesn't want you to see. You know, like <laughs> the, I don't want to see that wedding video. That's you know, Bible this and that. And, yeah. you know, and God you know. forbid you get the oh my God they're dancing with the blacks. <laughs> you know. Um. One. Okay. No. You actually that's a great point because one of the um one of the biggest uh one of the biggest YouTubers videos that was uh, that was um called out and was uh, brought to the forefront of the complaints here was, uh, I forget, uh, I, actually, I had it written down, I forget the uh, name of the YouTuber, but she talked about her relationship. She's, uh, she came out as gay recently, but in the videos where she talks about her hetero relationships um, before coming out, mm. those were all left in, those were fine and intact, but the ones where she talked about her relationships with other women, those were um, filtered out. So, like, where are they drawing the line is one thing I'd like to know, and I wish they were a little more public about because it seems like uh, some of the information is coming through, so they're not particularly eliminating people, like individuals. They're targeting subject matter, but the wrong subject matter. Mm. Yeah, and that's the issue. It's if they should tell you, mm. well, we made a mistake, and this is what the line was, but they don't want... Yeah, you can clearly see what the line is, because mm. the line is, oh, you were talking about your homosexual versus heterosexual relationship. Mm. That is the line. And... Someone decided, oh, yeah, that's the line we're going to make. And somewhat, either they overlooked it or they were like, okay, that's reasonable. And either way, they're going to catch flack. Well, I don't think it's overlooking per se. I think it's people injecting their personal views where they really shouldn't. No, I, I can agree. watch videos of R. Kelly justifying him peeing on underrated <laughs> women all day. But they could argue they overlooked it. They can argue they overlooked it. And you know what? I'm I'm more than willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't want, automatically want to be pessimistic and angry. That's why Adam's usually here. But <laughs> It's hard not to in this case, though. It really, it really looks bad. It, it does really look bad because even if you overlooked it, how did you... Who is, do, who is overseeing everything that you overlooked something which is really this obvious? Mm-hmm. Mm. I think what it was is probably just like a mass automation thing, and then mm. they're just sort of looking at the aftermath. Anytime you automate something that has 1.3 million subscribed <laughs> viewers or whatever, like it's probably going to be some stuff that gets steamrolled. You're going to have to pick through the rubble after. It's, it's right. Sky, yeah. Skynet is taking over as we speak. Yeah, so oh my God, it doesn't like the gays. <laughs> so I, I just want to give emphasis on the difficulty of having these automated systems. Uh, essentially, and I'm not saying that this is exactly how uh, YouTube's uh, system works and operates. Told but BS, he's looking at the exact. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> It, it has to be automated, as you said. So this isn't someone making a decision. This is someone writing code, mm-hmm. writing essentially an AI that's going to make the decision. And it's really uh, one method would be sort of profiling uh, the content of videos. And part of that profiling can be actually reading sort of the visual, the video itself, reading data from that. That's the more complex one. but. Realistically, it is going to be based on the tags that get associated with things. And what a lot of these things do is they'll take these tags, add certain weights and values and other data to it. And that data will then have other data sort of correlated to it. And it, it all gets sort of associated with like these points or these, these sort of 
currency, this this weighted system to it. And it just so happens that one thing got linked to another, and this is me just speculating. I'm not saying that this is what happened, and I'm not saying that th- that someone didn't sort of directly target or that they did directly target. I'm just saying that it is really complicated software development mm-hmm. and that certain tags could have gotten linked together in a way that ended up uh, focusing on, you know, on particular communities like the LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and, I, and I sort of wonder about that too, because like in, what you're describing, how do you write software that distinguishes between somebody saying, like using an epithet mm-hmm. that they would embrace and say, like, this is me, this is who I am, versus someone else using it in a derogatory context? So wh- uh, wh- one of the ways that you can do something like that is you can have, and a lot of people have been doing this behind the scenes, and this is all big data, and big data is really difficult to get right, uh, is they will have uh, the, they'll essentially crowdsource the AI. So what they'll do is they'll take sort of the reactions and the decisions that people make as they are um, browsing through YouTube and making their own things and doing their own likes and dislikes of certain videos mm-hmm. and maybe even leaving comments and it might even sort of web crawl and sort of look at the comments and take sort of uh, certain keywords from that as well and determine whether or not the video content itself is overall positive or negative or offending or not offending. Mm-hmm. And each, it's extremely difficult because this is AI making a decision. There's no way that you're going to have enough people that are going to look through the content of videos. This is, that's an impossible job, no matter how many people you throw at it. Well, here's the, not not, not to cut you off, but it's, it comes down to, it was approximately 12 million videos that have been, excuse me, that have been um, uh, uh, filtered out by this software since it was, uh, by this, um, uh, this mode, this feature since it was introduced, and several hundreds of thousands of those have been reported as not offensive content, just specifically uh, LGBTQ-oriented in some way. Even um, videos by regular YouTubers who didn't necessarily uh, have uh, have that in their uh, in their bios, but they were covering some form of content. They were talking about a protest. They were talking about a march. Even that type of information right. was called out. And um, basically what it comes down to is, even if we can excuse the technical error, a company as big as YouTube, I mean, this is, they're under, I think it's Google's umbrella? They are under Google's mm-hmm. umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they should know better. They should be more aware because they're that visible. They could be, but like, like Johnny was saying, it, it's all based on code. And in this case, it sounds like if people are reporting things as not offensive, maybe they're relying really heavily on machine learning for them. You know, someone reports something as not offensive. Okay, we'll put this in the database. It's not an offensive thing. And then gradually the filters will lessen over time as more people as report things. But big as LGBTQ? I mean, I can understand that if... You start hey, big and you get small. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't, didn't <laughs> they, sorry, didn't, I was going to say, didn't they come up with that, like, Twitter bot that, like, was taught to be racist and hateful in, like, five minutes of <laughs> yeah. Like It, 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 it wasn't... They didn't well, teach it. It was the say. internet. The internet. Well, it into saying. doing that. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, opened it up Josh to the entirety saying. of the internet, and yep. because the internet is a horrible place, yes, everyone on the internet who's a horrible person decided, or who just has an interesting sense of humor, decided, we're just going to swear at Twitter bot. It's basically racist cats yeah. everywhere. Yeah. That's, you gotta, that's do, AI, you gotta yeah. teach these new Twitter bots to avoid the blacks and the Jews and the gays well, and, the, and the Mexicans and the Muslims and really appreciate on... how my kid looks in this ball cap. But that, that, that's been going on for decades. I, I don't know if anybody else is old enough to remember the, the aim bot from like 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for for people bot. like me who had no friends and like to talk to computers mm-hmm. I, I, on their at their aim like chat. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But, <laughs> but those those twenty, those 20 minutes, minutes were great. Were 
thing. <laughs> All I remember is doing is trying to enlarge my penis yeah. and something. <laughs> sure, so so, maybe so, I was having the wrong kind of conversation. I, I think the right way to look at this issue is that. Um, you can't, as, as a company, no matter how big you are, you can't cover all the corner cases, all of the issues. Uh, this is definitely an, an oversight, right? Mm -hmm. they, they should be slapped on the wrist for that, but you don't hold it against them after they say they're going to fix it, and then they fix it, which they did. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you say, okay, it is what it is. They made a mistake, but it wasn't, it, seemingly, it mm -hmm. wasn't intentional. We don't mm -hmm. know we won't know any more or less than that because someone has to investigate well, if there is someone that's going to investigate. Right. The, in terms of it being intentional or not, the company could be like, no, we would never want to do this. And they have one malicious programmer who's like, oh, I could just add this tiny bit of code here, mm. yeah. which will filter for these things because I'm an asshole. <laughs> or on the other hand, it could just be some sort of code that goes through comments and there are a lot of assholes in the internet, yeah. and there is a lot of transphobia and homophobia, and, and it could have been unfortunately written in a way which finds the the transphobia and hom homophobia. Yeah, and there's also there's hackers out there. I mean, there, there's so many uh, there's so many scenarios where where it's where you can say it is the fault of YouTube and it isn't the fault of YouTube. At some point, you have to realize well. Whatever actions actually happen that you know that come from this, mm -hmm. like YouTube actually fixing things, then you can say, okay, clearly they didn't have the intention because they did. They fixed. They it. did fix it. Mm -hmm. So you have to err on that instead of going into like extreme hypotheticals and sort of raising the pitchforks and saying, you know, this corporation is racist or this corporation mm -hmm. is. Well, yeah, you no, know, keeping in mind the intention is important, uh, and also I don't think YouTube is evil. Mm -hmm. Or you know, is necessarily um, a racist or sexist or classist or anything. Um, specifically, I just think they need to be more aware in the future. And th these types of uh, these types of things are eye-opening because it doesn't necessarily it doesn't uh, just uh, show that yeah the company can slip up. It shows that these things still exist and we should pay attention and you know shout them out. Don't let them like slip by the wayside. We're running a little low on time for this. Um, so if you have anything to say on the uh, on the uh, on the subject, you can hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or go to geek dash uh, geek that god damn it it's our own site <laughs> geekdown.com and hit us up in the contents in the comments section ah this is a bad day in the contact <laughs> us section and let us know more. Also, you can hit us up on the Facebook or on Twitter and let us know your opinion. Now, Johnny. You Yo. specifically implied you have some venom to spew. I want to hear your thoughts on Mr. Shifty. Mr. Shifty. Oh, man. I, you know what? I'm not even going to pull up any imagery. Uh, so, oh, hate him. Okay. I'm not even going to pull Our it Twitch up. Our Twitch audience will go lacking. Right. So, <laughs> Mr. Shifty is a... Uh, if anyone has ever played Hotline Miami, mm. uh, then they definitely know what Mr. Shifty is going to be like, but not, to, not as many pe people play that. So, it's essentially a top-down perspective game um, that is uh, an action high action very fast paced action where your gimmick is that you have the abilities of Nightcrawler so you're able to teleport a certain number of times you have, you have a limit to how often you can teleport but it does recharge so you're and it recharges pretty quickly too so you are teleporting if a like lot it's like Nightcrawler does it have that smell uh, and well, does it say BAMF? Yes. <laughs> it, yeah, there important. is no BAMF. It just, you know, poof of smoke, and then you teleport forward uh, about 10, 
eight to ten feet. You can get down with that. And you can teleport through walls, and you hmm. can teleport behind a guard and punch him in the head. And also, <laughs> your punches are, they have like a little pseudo teleport uh, effect to them. Mm-hmm. And part of that means your, your punches can like break down walls. All right. Dude, so, I'm not hearing bad things. <laughs> no, yeah, what's it, the bad part? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's this is a one of those games that is good on paper, except when you play it, it is a matter of they they had this good idea. This is definitely a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. All of you agree? It, yeah. it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I am too messing as you talk here. So <laughs> in execution, it it ends up being monotonous, especially with the level design, where you're the whole game takes place in this one building. So you're seeing just desks, chairs, computer monitors, crappy carpeting, and so glass like windows everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and that's you, all you, you can't see. fault it for being involved in corporate America. That's just <laughs> yeah. Come on. yeah. So so you're going through like you know cubicles and everything like that. How long is the game? How long is the game? Yeah, uh, the game's not that long. You could beat it in. Definitely under uh, ten hours, but this is also a. Uh, a long it's an indie. In it's building. a cheaper uh, type of game, so you sh- you shouldn't expect like this big open world major thing. Uh, and it is more arcadey for... with its action. So. All right, uh, yep. platform. I think I think we've got to say that. Yeah. So the platform is the Switch and um, uh, Steam and mm. Xbox, and I think it's on everything pretty much. Okay. How so. much is a, how much they charge for it? Is this a full indie release? So we're expecting like yeah, prices. I forget, I is this, this early access? Dollars. It sounds early accessy to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what we got Free right play, here yeah. is our beta version we're releasing to the public. Can, can we can this hold our interest longer or less long than the aimbot? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Shifty is uh, it's a fifteen dollar game, mm. which mm. is probably ten dollars more than what it should be. Mm. Uh, and, and going back to like the problems of the game is that it doesn't take the mechanic and do everything possible that the mechanic can do. Uh, and the things that it does do, it definitely changes up the formula, but it takes forever for it to change up the formula. Mm. It it's uh, you're going through like an entire level, and the only thing new within that level is this one new mechanic. And but the level itself is split up. Uh, with multiple rooms, multiple sections. You're doing a lot of repeating because it's one hit kill, so it, you take any hit from anything, you're dead. You have to restart the level from scratch. Right, well, oh. So level of the monotony, it sounds like they would probably do better if this was a roguelike game or uh, something where at least it offers you a curveball every time you fall into one of those situations to make it a little more interesting. You're telling us it's literally you go through these bland uh, levels Very doing bland, the exact yeah. same... Yeah. Uh, Wow. Yeah. So that, that you could die any, like, any, any time at any warning. time. Okay, that's yeah. frustrating. And I know? mean, most of the time it's because of you when you die, but there are some times, you know, there, there is clunkiness to it. Uh, you will, uh, there is sort of your punches will sort of auto target uh, an enemy. So there are some times where you want to punch when they're, you know, the enemies are pretty close together. You want to punch one particular enemy and not the other one. Well, mm. it punches the, the one they didn't want, and yeah. then you get shot with a shotgun. Or You're something like Hydra like Bob's like, surrender, good, take that. <laughs> yeah. And and it is a very bland game. That is the embodiment of Mister Shifty. It is just a bland, bland, generic game with a really good mechanic mm. of this whole teleportation thing. But that's the only mechanic. It sounds like it has. And it doesn't do. The, are there upgrades to it? Do you get to no. t- teleport? So no. you, you're stuck How with the do, same powers. What kind of yep. stuff changes? 
Uh, the things that change is uh, you'll get the like desk chairs. Uh, they'll they'll like introduce new elements like uh, they put they'll, a new uh, cover on the TPS reports. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> the the villain of the game, which is a terrible villain. Mm. He's constantly antagonizing you, but you'll go through one level uh, where he introduces uh, this. I don't know what to call it, but like a shutdown mechanic where you go into a room and you'll know when you're in that room, you can't use your teleport mechanics. So you have to kind of survive and beat up enemies without being able to teleport around. So, so, so it limits your abilities. So what you're saying is the way they mix up the game is they take the one mechanic that is interesting and take it away from you. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's not that bad when they do that because it isn't all the time. It isn't always active. And then there's ways to restore and you have to... It, there's a little bit of a puzzly element to it. There are other mechanics and it's really just like items um, that you can pick up and grab and then throw at enemies. There's like these proxy mines that you can pick up and it'll blow up within five seconds no matter what, so you have to find a target mm -hmm. to throw it on, it'll stick to them, and then they'll blow up. That's okay, kind of cool, but like once again, like it's the same like five or six different enemy types that you're going through throughout the entire game. It's the same scenery that you see all over the place. The, the villain is just awful. So, right, so like, the sense I'm getting is the level design is banal, the gameplay is lacking. Um, is there any saving grace to this? Yes, you don't have to play it. Hey, wow. Uh, wow. Can I just ask a quick one? What's a similar game and a similar price point that you would recommend instead? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami, done. Hotline Miami. Gonna Play go that. It. That game is amazing. It it actually has a style of its own. I mean, this Mr. Shifty has a style, but Hotline Miami is oozing with style. Oozing. Fantastic soundtrack. It's <laughs> it's it's more polished. It's funner to play. There's an actual like interesting story in there. Mm. All right, you sure you wouldn't also recommend from the description I got from you? I would say Party Hard too. I was like, Party Hard. Yeah, I'm saying this right is made where you go by the same people. <laughs> this is made. Well, then, oh, probably yeah. not the same team, but it is from Tiny Build. Okay, Tiny Build makes this game I love, where you pretty much play a sociopath who's just like <laughs> killing people for the most petty of petty reasons. And oh, yeah. uh, Johnny notoriously hates this game, so I'm just trolling. It's another um, one of those. It's sounds good on paper. It's an execution. It's not don't fun as hell party game. hard. It's so much fun. It really is. Thank you. See justification. Party hard is garbage. Party hard is so awesome. Garbage. Garbage. I mean, you're gonna. You know what? I'll say Mr. Shifty and judge it for us. No, I just I just want to make jokes about how they should have changed one letter in the title. <laughs> here's here's nice another saving grace. Nice Mr. Shifty is better than Party Hard. Oh, stop it. Oh, get out of here. All right. Yeah. So oh, okay. Oh. So so I take it Mr. Shifty does not uh, re uh, receive your your uh, your seal of approval. No, no. But it receives my bowel play. movement of approval. <laughs> wow. So should I eat the 15 then? I'll okay, eat the 15 you all can come over and play it and that'll be that. <laughs> oh, great. If I'll wait for a Steam sale and get it for five I bucks. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> You're wasting your money and your time. Play it for 20 minutes sounds great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Despite the hyper prestigious term uh, turn that this uh, review took, we still have to move on, because uh, the voices you just heard chiming in with those horrible, horrible opinions were, <laughs> of course, of Mr. Dale Stones. Hey, what's up? Hey, and Mr. Danny Drake. Yo. Welcome. These fine gentlemen are going to give us the lowdown on two very. Uh, actually, I'm. Too, I'm. I won't even. I'll let you introduce the shows because it's your baby. All right. Sounds good. Why don't, uh... Danny, why don't so, you do? Uh, why don't you start with the first one? Okay, so coming up in a week and a half is May the Fourth be with you. May the Fourth be with you. Yeah. Star Wars <laughs> Plus. It's a pun if you didn't catch it. <laughs> don't tell them. Well, it's, it's not obvious now. at all. No, 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 no they know. Right now right. we'll the viewers know. Right. Well, tell me about but, uh, it. Star Wars, bro. What's the wars you speak of? And I didn't know they well, took place in the stars. It uh, <laughs> it's taking place in at the Rockwell mm -hmm. in uh, Davis Square. So I strongly. Recommend uh, 
going out if you can, but mm -hmm. uh, we have pretty much a all-star cast of uh, the Boston Burlesque scene. Um, yeah, who do we have? Do uh, we have... Let's name some names. Drop some names. Uh... Well, yeah, we're in Lucifer it, Christmas. obviously. Yeah, Danny Drake, <laughs> Dale Stones. Um, Don't say it all, but not like, they, yeah, yeah, these two schmoes. Like, no, no, you've got <laughs> over there in the corner. Yeah, these two. Statuesque. Yeah. <laughs> the blonde Adonis himself, Dale Stones. These two garbage fires of. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that is a reasonable description of us, two garbage fires. Yeah. Okay, look, look, next time, just bring a hype man, okay? You're terrible. <laughs> It's like it's like yeah, yeah I, I'll be there I guess you yeah. know second pick. Yeah, but um, oh, it's my show. I'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, cast list is made up of Danny Drake and Dale Stones, Ooh, amazing obviously. <laughs> uh, Lucifer Christmas, Maggie Maraschino, um, Irish Coffee, Oliver Swiskey, Wes Craving, Clara Blows, Scripture. I Dahlia love burlesque Stock. names. Mm -hmm. I really do. It's so much fun Fantastic. to come up with burlesque names. Like yeah. we have our names, and we still just come up with the names for fun. Yeah, like they could be hackers. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jessica Lee Scary, <laughs> Morning Glory, Femme Bones, and Honey Pie and Jane Doe. Nice, mm. nice. So awesome cast mm -hmm. i've seen several yeah, of yeah. myself looking forward to it yeah so we just and then this is some variety going on too right like we don't just yeah. have burlesque performers we've got a few other types of acts in there um yeah what, we have some about? uh spinning by um give me a moment by that spinner that's awesome or spinning. spinning all right no anyone yeah. doesn't know what spinning, is. spinning by uh morning glory uh, nice. all right now if anyone doesn't know what spinning is you want to break that down for us um so poi if you're familiar with poi uh Typically, two lighted objects, or if you're not in the dark, just fire. two objects on the end of rope, which are <laughs> spinning around you. Mm -hmm. So object manipulation. You light them on awesome. fire. Yeah. Well, you can uh, light them on in, fire. In the perfect uh, world, it's on fire. Yes. In a perfect world, it's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think they will be on fire because the rock wall would kill us. Oh. Yeah. If, if we didn't kill ourselves. You know, great white style. Well, yeah. that's why you're yeah. too soon. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, was, oh, I had a joke dark. ready, and you just oh, undercut it like the real world <laughs> tragedy that is... <laughs> Oh, Sorry, I'll, I'll stop. I'll no, stop. I know right. my place. It's your show, man. It's all, no, it's all good. It's all good. Someone's got to ruin the comedy and the jokes. <laughs> That's me. All right, but no, this is a Star Wars themed show. Now, uh, then who's not catching it uh, or not watching us on Twitch, which you should be, twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. You can see our beautiful faces. This man is in the Spider-Man hoodie. All right, representing proper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Dale Stones came in proper Peter Parker gear. You yeah. Know? Also, uh, Clark Kent, I could show up to the office in this. You know? <laughs> I was thinking Clark Kent had a tie. You gotta have a tie thing. I can loan yeah. you this one. No, I know. Usually I do have my tie game on point, but today I got lazy. I was just like, nah, I'm gonna let Pappy win this one. You gotta, you, gotta have those, yeah, you gotta have those glasses too that completely conceal your identity. Riley, honestly. <laughs> you know the stupidest, the stupidest um, explanation I've heard for that is well, one of uh, Superman's abilities that he doesn't really uh, talk about much is he has the ability when he puts his glasses on, glasses on, to constantly vibrate his face, so it's just <laughs> off, off, uh, off, uh, off model from that, Superman. That's just ridiculous. That's why. Yeah, no, it's it's. Oh uh, my God, a journalist. There are so many well, gosh, Mr. White. powers like that. It's, um, although, uh, Identity, mm -hmm. my favorite Superman comic, I do not like Superman. Identity yeah. is uh, a kid finds out he ha his name is Clark Kent. Mm -hmm. He's in the real world, so people make fun of him growing up for having the name Clark Kent. Mm -hmm. Like uh, they, they joke about how uh, he should date someone named Lana or Lois. <laughs> but... Uh, he finds out he has Superman's powers. Really? And one of the things he does to hide his identity is 
he stuffs his mouth full and nose full of cotton and things like that to actually change the shape of his face. Okay, that sounds really cumbersome, uncomfortable, mm. and... Dry? Yeah, that. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... Possibly lethal. <laughs> what are the cotton balls? So... Yeah, he has <laughs> oh, there you go. All <laughs> Superman's powers, and so, invulnerability. No, of course. Mm. That's, why he's, that's why he thinks he's, uh, he's got Superman powers, because what's in the cotton is, you know, soaks him in some kerosene, yeah. Yeah. cocaine, <laughs> kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thanks for about that. Oh, yeah, man, I can fly. <laughs> Constantly. All right, but well, it is a really good yeah. comic. Yeah, no, some of those good ones are the off ones. Yeah. Uh, those like side stories or the alt the alt takes on things. I used to love Dial H for Hero because it was just these regular ass people who you know were just living their like you know horrible lives or maybe just like weirdos, and then they got superpowers for some reason. And I mean, eventually they become like heroes, but to start off they do the most <laughs> petty stuff ever. Um, I mean, you have to. Well, yeah, you have to. Like uh, this one kid, um, he was bullied every day at school, mm-hmm. and he got well, he got the dial, so you know the dial can turn him into anything. The first thing he did. Uh, no, the first thing she did, she this was a girl. The first thing she did was uh, she became some kind of enchantress, and she used her magical powers to give everyone that ever bullied her like constant wedgies all day. <laughs> um, it was it was it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun. That's one. not petty at all. That's life changing. <laughs> <It's laughs> Turn the tables. It's like the movie Three O'clock High, where it's like, oh god, they're gonna come to beat me up. He's just like digging the kid in the, in, in the face before he gets out of bed. Uh, that is horrible. These are horrible things that I'm that I'm talking about. But no, okay, so Star traveling. Wars burlesque. <laughs> Uh, okay, now first of all, why is Star Wars Blast show? Uh, are you guys huge fans, or was this just a... Well, quick... we are both fans, mm-hmm. but uh, I actually came to a realization at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. that there haven't really been any big Star Wars burlesque shows in Boston. No, I can't say I've seen one. Yeah, um, not all Star and... Wars. I mean, I've, I remember seeing the uh, the Suicide Girls burlesque show years ago, and they had like two Star Wars numbers, but mm-hmm. a yeah. whole Star Wars show sounds yeah. pretty fun. Well, to me. clearly... Yeah. There are Star Wars acts because right. one of the reasons we put this together is because, uh, was it, uh, yeah, b- about a year ago now, um, mm-hmm. I put together a Han Solo act, which super fun, had a really good time. Mm-hmm. Dale workshopped it with me um, till it became what it is now. Okay, yeah, so let who, me... who was who was the Wookiee and who was the top? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got to give him some credit for this one. It's really good. He reenacts the whole scene, like the Who shot first scene, mm-hmm. and it's actually I think a really good bit of storytelling that involves striptease. Because you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be your hype man for a minute here because we have <laughs> we have to, to date we have not done that well right. here. So let's. Uh, but it's yeah, I, I think that you've done a great job with that because you have the idea where it's like all right, all right, I'm just gonna turn around slowly and the whole thing is like an un, like an undress like someone's. You know, like it's uh, like Greedo, right? Just standing there, just, you know, turn around, give me your weapon sort of thing. And of course, you know, I'm not going to give away the big reveal, but there's a place he doesn't get to. And, uh, <laughs> like, well, I got a weapon for you. All right. He's got the drop on him. So, yeah. So, and, uh, you know, he's uh, this guy right here, Danny Drake, is a go getter. So he wanted to make that show happen, you know, build it around an already good act. And uh, the rest of the acts are going to follow. And I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Nice. Okay. Now, now, just because we have to go there, who did shoot first? I shot first. There you go. It's actually the name of the act. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so in May the 4th, now, I got to know, will there be a naked Jabba? Yes. Yes. Will there? Oh, wait. Mm, Yes, yes. Don't don't toy my emotions. There's a naked Jawa. All right. There's a naked Jawa. That's all I can give you. You say Jawa or Jabba? I said a naked Jabba, but Jawa. Okay, let's see what's going on now. Jawa naked Jabba. Sounds like who's the shortest person in the cast. That's going to be sexy. There's a naked Jabba and a naked Jawa. Wow, you just made my day, sir. They're doing fanfic slash duet. Yeah, exactly. That's happening. Right. You didn't know you wanted it until you see it. All right, now you're shaving Wookiee? Or am I <laughs> <laughs> core action. Oh, that's, that's at an intermission. I don't know. You're We've, a volunteer. Uh, given a uh, reasonable number of spoilers already. Oh, hey, hey, man. <laughs> tid, tidbits abound, and I will totally shave someone on stage for the good of the show. It's <laughs> a bold statement. Oh, hey, I'll, I'll make it happen. 
be the hairiest spot. Okay, no. <laughs> All right. So um, that's May the 4th. Tell me about Archer. Yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, uh, this is the second iteration of the show. Uh, yep. Holy Shit Snacks uh, Burlesque, which is, um, you know, we're really excited about it because that's on May 7th and 10th. And uh, Archer, you know, just came out with a new season. So that's something you guys have probably talked about on mm, yes, Geek Down before. So it was a lot of, uh, lot of interplay there. And um, one of the things that we did this year that we didn't do last year that we're really excited about is we actually put together a working script and we're having everybody, uh, you know, drop punchlines uh, in their uh, in their character signature style, which I think is something that was kind of missing because a big thing mm. about Archer that we love mm. is the writing. Yeah. Um, it has some really good humor on it and stuff that really resonates with our generation. So we wanted to make that real and give the people uh, that level of satisfaction for spending their money to come out. And right. one of the great things about Archer as a TV show mm -hmm. is it lends itself to burlesque. All the characters are doing all these ridiculous things and they take off their clothes for no reason. Yes, they do. And uh, there are fight scenes and... And they've all it, got such already exaggerated features that makes yeah, it easy to they, play on. They are scenario, cartoons of cartoons. Yeah, right. And what I think is actually pretty amazing about this one is um, is a, a lot of people may not know this, but uh, Danny Drake and I are acrobatics partners. So, I did not know this. Hey, yeah, so yeah, if you're, we're going to see you at Archer, uh, we actually have a uh, second year running in a row that we're going to be doing this, which is an Archer and Barry fight scene. There's a big... Uh, um, thing that we're doing there, which is great because there's a lot of like death-defying acrobatics, <laughs> and you know he hits me upside the head with a bottle. It's pretty graphic. It's great. It's wonderful. I deserved awesome. it. Um, <laughs> he does deserve it. Um, and uh, we're also we, that act actually got into the uh, Nerdlask Festival in New York City this coming oh, weekend. No kidding. So we're going to yeah. be performing on the stage uh, there uh, Friday night. So that's going to be really exciting for us. It's going to be a great hype moment for the show, and then we're going to get to do it a couple more times if I'm not sore and <laughs> bruised enough to come back to stage and uh, get my ass handed to me by Danny Drake as Archer. Uh, it's just going to be two more servings yeah, of that. Archer, Archer wins. He does. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Spoiler alert. No. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know, man. As long as like, Not as long as you really. come in the tracksuit, I'll just be happy just to watch the experience uh, back and forth. Now, how much of Archer are you actually covering? Are you going like you know Archer Vice as well? Uh, so, the latest season is in like um, the forties. Uh, the way the show is going to work, yes, without giving away any spoilers, no, is spoil. it's, all good. it's like watching an episode of Archer. There is a a two-part episode. Mm -hmm. So there is a plot, which we'll go through for the entire episode. Mm -hmm. um, it's more of a season two, three, four plot. So it doesn't really go into... There are references to Vice and... Okay, so mm -hmm. you start off with like Sea Tunt, yeah. and then he comes in dressed like Bob from Bob's Burgers, and then he goes on and do a... What's his name from Sea Lab? No, no, no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a show which is spanning the seasons. Mm -hmm. It's like watching an episode. Yeah, oh, okay. it's like watching a two-part episode. Yeah, and there are, right. there are chunks that I think are really excited about. Like, I'm just gonna leave hints out there in as lucid a fashion I can. Which mm -hmm. there's a very significant portion of season five that we're covering as one of the major driving points of the show, yeah. which I think is gonna be really cool because we're going in an entirely different direction. Um, so there's gonna be something for people that are familiar, and there's gonna be something in there for people that, you know, are waiting to see something but don't know what to expect. So everyone's gonna get a little something. And it should be accessible to anyone, even if they haven't seen Archer. Right. So okay, yeah, that's the most important part. Yeah. Because there are people who, I mean, uh, may never have seen the show, they're not in cartoons, but they're going because they're really into burlesque, you know, they still will get something good out of the show, I yeah, hope. Well, they'll get something even beyond the acts, like, mm -hmm. they will understand what's happened. Okay. And then they'll go binge watch Archer immediately Ideally, on Netflix. that's mm -hmm. uh, yeah. really what our plan is. <laughs> Can I make a suggestion? You got Please have a splash zone and let it be alcohol. <laughs> you mean a sploosh section? We don't have a splash zone. We Ooh, have a danger good. zone. Oh, yeah. Nice. Danger oh. zone tickets have not sold out yet. Right. So anyone who wants to get your danger zone tickets, you better hurry. 
Also, why didn't we think of that for marketing? <laughs> because we have a danger zone. We do have a danger zone. Well, one thing I want to know uh, is um, because there's always custom uh, custom cocktails at this thing, at these things. Uh, will there be a Glen Gooley uh, <laughs> so, on the menu? I'll tell you what there was last year. Okay, lay it on me. Last year we had sploosh juice. <laughs> That sounds gross. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. It sounds gross, but somehow uh, I'm, 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 I'm strangely was... interested. Wow. What were the other two? <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's all that matters. We can't this is a clean that. show, sir. How dare you? <laughs> Families are listening. What's, Herb what's is offended. Juice? What's that taste like? Herb, put your pants back uh, on. It's like a fruity drink. It's a little fruity. salty. Yeah. A little sweet. A little salty? Come on. Mostly oh, sweet. Okay. It's, it's a little it's, salty. Like durian fruit. It's like It's like lemonade, only thicker. We should we should have served bear claws like we should bring them in. This is, this is covered in powdered sugar. This is yeah. all wrong. You've got, uh, you've once again, no spoilers. But last time, everyone in the danger zone got donuts because that's how you get ants. Oh boy! <laughs> I forgot about you, that. You just sold nice well a danger done. zone ticket. Right there. Yeah. All right, so, <laughs> so we'll see you all there. Awesome. All right, so also uh, as as you've heard, I'm glad to hear you all are actual like fans of these things. You know, it's not just a quick cash grab. You're putting on because of the love, and that's one of the things I always appreciate about burlesque shows specifically because I noticed that it's not this is hot in the news right now or this is big on TV so we'll do a show about it this is like things you actually care about and Star Wars are we going to see some Rogue One characters yeah mm-hmm. alright cool <laughs> I, can't, I can't help but notice no one came to me for a Saul Guerrero because I can I can talk and I can I can do the cock thing like Forrest Whitaker like no one else can oh okay. man <laughs> You're in for next year. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's, that's one thing to really look forward to these shows. Um, I really love burlesque acts, which mm. it's more than just, oh, look, it's that character. He's taking off his clothes, so she's taking off her clothes. Mm. There mm-hmm. should be a story, a plot to each act. The character should do something more than, look, I'm taking off my clothes. Yeah. There should be some reference to who they are beyond their outfit. And that's why I'm excited about these. There isn't a single act, which isn't, that is that character acting as that character. They yeah. might be taking their clothes off, but that is definitely who they are. <laughs> yeah, Pat, I've been trying to get you to come to my classes for like six years now. And I've been <laughs> so. telling you, man, you got to have it at an appropriate time. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come in there and fat it up for you. It's all good. <laughs> Dude, just yeah. get your Forrest Whitaker on. Come on. We got to have you in the show. <laughs> yeah, I'll do my four. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It'll be the sexiest lazy eye you've ever seen. Just Forrest Whitaker burlesque. Oh, Repo God. man. Yeah, it'll be a show. <laughs> I like Forrest Whitaker. I like it. I, I, I do. One I man do. show. We can do. Uh, we can do a panic room, and I can like yell at children. <laughs> yes. or, or we can do a phone booth, and I can yell at small white guys. Oh, what was that movie where it was a Ugandan dictator? Can you do that one? Um, oh, yes, the I can. Last dictator? Was that um, that movie? Yes, that's, that's the yeah. one. Uh, I, I can, can I do that accent? No, that's going to get real offensive real soon. How about do some, what was that? Was he in the Equilibrium with Christian Bale? Was that him? No, that wasn't no, him. No, no, no. That, that was, was um, another guy. Was, um, I can't remember who that I was. I'm thinking of. I'm I love that movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of the movie where, Scotland. I'm thinking of the movie where he was with... That other guy, and they were like collecting people's organs or something. Yes, Repo, Repo Man. Man. Yeah, Repo, Repo Man. Man. Yeah. Yes, that was um, a fantastic movie. Great movie. Uh, the, the probably the most uh, least no, most least the probably least known um, uh, Force Whitaker role was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh yeah, a, a very young, oh, yeah. in shape, uh, still with a lazy eye. Um, uh, Forrest Whitaker was Jefferson. Mm-hmm. This one random dude who like women are throwing themselves at. He had all of like maybe seventeen seconds in the film, mm-hmm. but I remember to this day, damn it. <laughs> this is way so far off the point. It has yeah. nothing to do with burlesque at all. We want to give our audiences a um, a uh, rundown once again of how they can get tickets okay. for these shows. Um, yeah. So starting with May the 4th, mm-hmm. 
May the 4th is on May the 4th. Ah. It's uh, Thursday. It's in Davis Square at the Rockwell. Mm-hmm. You can buy tickets online by going to therockwell.com. Um, you can also get tickets to the door, but I recommend getting them online for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, they'll be cheaper. Okay. At door the door? Ticket. No, they're cheaper online. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So buy your tickets in advance. And two, if we sell out, we can't give you tickets at the door. Oh, man, what? Yeah, so you might have to get turned away, which is embarrassing. It's like getting your credit card declined, but like in a burlesque sense. <laughs> Come on, man. What if I, what if I, prom- what if I uh, promise to uh, polish your lightsaber? Well, they'll be a ticket for you. I'm going to save one. Right. <laughs> That's how you end up like with Luke Skywalker hand and Forrest Whitaker. Uh, <laughs> or Mace Windu get the double amputation. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, and, my favorite, one of my favorite videos, not to, not to, inter- not to interject too, uh, too much here, but uh, it's, the, um, it's the video of the fight scene from Phantom Menace set to, uh, what was that, um, this 1940s, uh, it's set to um, Sing, oh. Sing, Sing. <laughs> Yeah, doom, 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 doom. I'll go all day. But it is it is awesome and it fits. I will send it to you. It is it is brilliant. Send it to me. I am so excited. Alright, awesome. And uh Holy Shit Snacks. Yes indeed. Yeah. Uh Holy Shit Snacks is on the seventh and tenth, Sunday and Wednesday. Uh there are two shows on the Sunday, I believe at five thirty and eight thirty. It's an early and a late show. It's an early and a late show. Go to um, them both. They're both at the Oberon, uh, Harvard Square. Uh, you can get tickets online. Uh, we have pretty much a guarantee these shows will sell out, so don't try to get them at the door. Yeah, it's okay. true story. Uh, we sold out both shows last year, and the, we have sold a lot of tickets already. So if you want to get tickets, buy them now. Right. I just want to point out, this is also this is useful information he's giving. He's not bragging. He's like, yeah, um, uh, so we sell out every year. You know, you better get them <laughs> quick because you know it's going to go. I mean, no. Um, okay, so they can grab the uh, tickets for um, Star Wars at therockwell.com. Yep, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, go to the ART website, and you should be able to find tickets for, for uh, mm-hmm. Holy Shit Snacks. Mm-hmm. Or at Oberon. Yeah, and you can also get them both through the link on the Facebook pages for both of them. Um, you know, Facebook's yeah. how we sell our tickets. Ticketing link gets you right there. And, um, yeah, it's just easier. Most people are going to do it that way, we think. So, right. yeah. well, you can stalk these gentlemen. Uh, Mr. Dale Stones. Hello. And Mr. Danny Drake. Hi. Both of you all are on Facebook. Sure are. Most of the day. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Find them. Follow that them. That is and how I spend my time at work. <laughs> sounds productive. All right, fellas, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for thank having you. us, as always, Pat. All right, and also, um, dude, as we wind down, I really just need to get into the New England Cannabis Convention. I got to check this out uh, over the weekend right here in lovely Boston, Massachusetts. Man, it was awesome. We were advertising for them uh, over the uh, past couple of weeks, and they gave us a booth. And, dude, I had a good-ass time, man. It was all love in the place. If anyone doesn't know, the New England Cannabis Convention is a, uh, an annual convention celebrating uh, cannabis, now legal here in, in, uh, in Massachusetts, um, for, you know, uh, uh, legit consumption. None of these backhanded, you know, alley deals and such. But it's also um, a convention that promotes education and uh, safe facilitation of uh, cannabis and related products and also uh, making sure people know the advantages of cannabis also some of the disadvantages and what to watch out for and things like um, just general education the differences between cannabis and hemp you know uh, what's weed versus what makes pants and such you know (laughs) and honestly it was such an environment of uh, positivity and everyone was just there to support everyone else. Like we were between two booths. One of them had hired Kitar Bear, uh, just to just to be there promote all weekend. Yeah, no, it was cool as hell. I found out he was a brother. 
You know, no, in, wait, in, wait. In the you just found that out. He took off the head. I, I didn't know. No, he didn't take off the head. He was very <laughs> professional. Very professional, but he was also in the house as Weed Man. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. They had a lot of um, a, a lot more professional atmosphere than you'd expect too. This was at the Heinz Convention Center right here in Boston, where I've seen a lot of different conventions. And a lot of them operate different ways. Uh, most recently, the, the uh, Boston Tattoo Convention. I uh, was through there. We covered that too, and it was a good environment. A lot of um, a lot of uh, create creativity from all over the world uh, in one place, and it was set up one specific way. And it was like, dude, this is awesome. I get everything. And then I walk in, and now it's gonna be real mellow, but probably kind of half, you know, haphazard because of the cannabis convention. But it's all good because we're all here to be relaxed and mellow and loose, right? And I walk in there, and everything was like really polished and put together. It was like some kind of corporate convention. I've been to CES, <laughs> and this blew it out of the water. I was very surprised, but um, I mean. I was just very impressed also by how supportive everyone was of everyone else. You know, this was a um, an environment where people really want you really want to grow mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the concept and the uh, the culture here in Boston, not just in Boston, but uh, you know, in the state and in general. Yeah, it that positivity. I mean, they they kind of need it because it's been such a long uh, challenge and task of sort of just getting marijuana uh, legalized mm -hmm. and open to use. I mean, look how long it took just for medicinal marijuana to get used and the crazy benefits that are tied with that and then just recreational use is, uh, has recently been sort of picking up and it's still taking tons of time, but they deserve to sort of, you know, give, e give each other the, you know, this, this sort of positive uh, uh, feedback because it is still a challenge. Mm -hmm. So we're on the way to our next countercultural revolution. I mean, I want the next Jefferson airplane. <laughs> what are we, what are we waiting we're long for? overdue. You, sure you, yeah. you don't want your, don't want the next Jefferson Starship? We built oh, this city. Oh. No, no, no. Sorry, I had to do it. It had to be done. No, it didn't. Um. <laughs> it didn't have to be done the first time in the 80s. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trolling. No, um, honestly, I just want to emphasize, though, uh, cannabis gets a bad rap. And we mentioned at the, uh, at the uh, start of the show, I myself am straight edge um, for uh, health reasons. I actually don't smoke or drink. And I wasn't shunned. You know, I was still made to feel just as welcome as anybody else. You know, and I personally believe in uh, promoting things that are good for humanity and mankind, despite what they are. And this is something that's really been villain uh, villainized mm -hmm. over the years and victimized by media, just in general practices and principles. Uh, actually, no, even uh, just in general ethical beliefs of previous generations. You know, a lot of stuff carries over, and we don't understand why, you know, they're shunned in society. It's just something we've come to accept. You know, we had a big conversation about um, homosexuality being blocked by a, uh, a, a similar um, and automated uh, process. You know, so this is one of those things that's also fallen under those same stigmas in society. And there are people who abuse things, just like with everything. Um, I find marijuana isn't, isn't one of those. And uh, events like the New England Cannabis Convention... Uh, are positive ways to see that no, that's not the case. And the more education you have about something, the more you can understand it. And it's not for everybody. You know, there are definitely people that uh, aren't really going to be down with it, or you know, may just decide, yeah, try it. It's not for me, but there's no reason. Uh, there's little reason to block people from it. And the more you know about these things, the better it is. I think the better we are off. We all are. Um, dude, I had a great time. If you want to find out more about it, uh, it's a convention they hold every year. Uh, you can go to necc.com and really get the full lowdown. Uh, I'm glad they invited us. I hope uh, they do again. And, dude, it was an awesome time. Also give out a lot of paraphernalia. 
Um, you get like little jars and stuff. You get uh, like pipes. You get you know bottles of interesting products. This woman uh, gave me a uh, a bottle. It looked like a um, if you've ever gotten any high end maple syrup. Oh, comes man, in those yeah. little plastic jugs. <laughs> yeah, uh, she had a bunch of those that were uh, her own um, uh, marijuana moonshine. Interesting. Wow. And, yeah, yeah, and it was it was just a little bottle of um, well moonshine uh, that was infused with uh, with I don't even know what strain. Um, I, I was told it was extra. I was told it was super dank nugs, man. <laughs> so um, I, I believe that's a good thing. You know, I don't know about any of this stuff. Uh, but honestly, um, I hope people check this out and get as educated as they can on the process. Um, like I said, I'm straight edge, and I was still made to feel just as welcome uh, by this community, and that I think is freaking awesome. I'm, I'm a big proponent of positivity, and I hope they, uh, I hope they persevere and continue. It's NECC.com. Check them out. And now, before we close out the show, I'd like to get a final word from our uh, good friend in-house here, Josh. That's right. To give us the uh, the inside stuff on Geeks Who Drink. Geeks Who Drink. So I'm here not only to promote Geeks Who Drink in general. Hopefully, a lot of you folks know what Geeks Who Drink is. If you don't, you should. We run fine pub quizzes most nights of the week all over Boston, surrounding area, elsewhere in New England, actually all over the country. We're in over, what does my notes say, 850 events around the country. But um, we are very specifically, unfortunately, competing with you gentlemen on May 4th. Oh, man. We're hosting our Let the Wookiee Win Star Wars quiz. We've done Star Wars quizzes before. This is probably going to be the best <laughs> one. And I'm not just saying that because I'm scorekeeping at the thing. I'm going to be there. It's going to be awesome. Mostly wow. because we are covering Star Wars episodes 4 through 7 only. Oh, you No prequels. Post. He just dropped the gauntlet. No okay, both of you. Pull out and the Rogue and fight. I mean, I, I I can respect parts of the prequels, but no, really, it, four through okay. four through seven is where it's at, and Rogue One. We're including all that stuff for all you Star okay, Wars. I just want to interject an argument I've yes, had sir. for a long time. The only thing I support in the prequels, but I do appreciate that they did this, even though they didn't do it to to the best they could, is they showed different Jedi's. For as That's long true. as I knew about Star yeah. Wars, I just thought it was this uh, this organization that had a bunch of like you know uh, uh, white Anglo-Saxon mm-hmm. uh, uh, swordsmiths from the future mm-hmm. or the past, however. And that one showed me, now. there's aliens, there's a black dude with, with a bald head. <laughs> and a you purple know, lightsaber. The purple only lightsaber. purple lightsaber in the galaxy, hey, you gotta, according you gotta to the film. That's anyway. right. Yeah, so well, the prequels had that. The thing I liked about the prequels And a guy named Dooku, the man. <laughs> the first movie had great fights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ray, Ray Park 100%. was incredible as Darth Literally Maul. That was a great character. the only thing I can watch. Yeah, like, absolutely. When someone suggests watching episode one, I'm like, okay, if we can fast <laughs> forward through everything which is not... Obi-Wan fighting. Right. You didn't like the pod race? You didn't like Jar Jar as a senator? Uh, <laughs> I am going to later. slap the holy snacks out of you. But anyway, so this, this Star Wars quiz is happening May the 4th, obviously, 8 p.m. We've got a couple in the New England area for you guys. If you are in Boston or the immediate area, we're going to be at Harry's Bar in Brighton. Uh, if you are on the South Shore or South Coast, we're going to be hosting one at Pizza J down in Providence. So there are options for folks no matter where you are. Um, unlike our regular quizzes where you, you play for free and you win gift cards and things like that, this is a pay-to-play quiz, $5 per person. But the upside of that is that there's a cash prize at the end of it. Mm. So the more people play, the more you could potentially win at the end. The way you play, go to geeksudrink.com or facebook.com slash geeksudrink. And you can sign up for your team. You must register in advance if you want to play. Mm-hmm. Just put down how many people you're going to have on your team. Maximum of six people to a team. And uh, and show up at the quiz. Have fun. Show off your Star Wars knowledge. Win some stuff. Hopefully some cash. Usually we do some, some contests and some fun prizes at these things. So 
dress up in costumes, do whatever you want to do, have a good time. Yeah, Just, and we'll, we'll take your overfill. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Any extra teams that can't no problem. Send them we'll the send them your ball. way. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be at least one of these events in my best uh, slave leg gear. Yes. <laughs> as as you should. I'll be there, lightsaber in hand, lightsaber <laughs> in hand. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a blast. I, I've been to one of the Star Wars quizzes before that we've done, and it was phenomenal. Also at Harry's Bar, place was packed. So make sure you register in advance and uh, and show up, and it'll be a fun it'll be a fun time. Like I said, Geeks Who Drinks is a great organization. I've been a quiz master with them for four years now. Um, I'm the South Shore guy, so if you're ever in the South Shore area on a Wednesday, come I see me down Quincy, in, Bro- in Brockton, as do I. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hosting in Brockton every Wednesday. Um, our quiz has some fantastic material all over pop, pop culture, nerd culture, everything you could possibly imagine. We do audio rounds, we do video rounds, and our quiz is edited. Our head editor is a six-time Jeopardy champion, so you know it's going to be really? accurate information. Is uh, it Ken Jennings? Times. No, it's not Ken Jennings, although he was at our national competition this year, which is another thing I want to plug real quick. Um, we have the largest national pub quiz competition in the country, which is our annual Geek Bowl. And guess what, folks? Next year, Geek Bowl is coming to Boston. Whoa! Awesome. So we've been, we've been in Albuquerque, we've been in Seattle, we've been all over. This is going to be the first year we're bringing it to Boston. It's going to be probably in February of next year, so stay tuned to geekswhodrink.com for info, but it's going to be amazing. If you like pub quizzes, you got to check it out. Who doesn't? And who doesn't? Besides right, yeah, exactly. That, Brownie Hounds. Possibly. Maybe they might French. like it. They just, the government just tells them they shouldn't. Oh, there you go. Beer nerdy questions. Yes. All the nerdiest, our nerdiest questions. Better be. All right. Yeah. So that's geekswhodrink.com. Go there for all the good information. Josh, thank that's you right. very much, man. Thank you. Thanks All for having right. me. And we are just about out of time. This has been The Geek Down, ladies and gentlemen, right here on WEMFradio.com. Hopefully you're listening or you're watching us on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. You can catch us every week, every Monday night, right here, same bad time, same bad channel. And if you want to hit us up in any time ah, during the week, you can catch us at geek-down.com or find us on YouTube. So just search the geek down first result that comes if you're up. Not restricted. If you're not restricted, <laughs> seriously, I'm saying. All right. After this one, we might be. Oh wow, it did get a little uh, raw, didn't it? That 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 Mister uh, Shifty review. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh man, it was heinous. Yeah, it was. Just went in, dug in, on it just to the elbow. Just, yeah. just no Vaseline. Just let him know. Just, <laughs> just with the, made but the if, hand puppet. And sorry, I'm going too far. But, but if the ta- uh, if the channel isn't banned, mm-hmm. be sure to like our videos and yeah. subscribe to our YouTube channel yes, and please. to our Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. And also find us on iTunes. We cover the spectrum. Instagram, the Geek Down. SoundCloud, the Geek Down. Uh, what am I forgetting? Facebook and Twitter. We're all over the place. And you can always hear us right here on WEMFradio.com. Monday nights, 9 p.m. Catch every week. Like I said, same bad time, same bad channel. And until next week, I want to thank Dale. Danny. Dale Stones, that guy. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank Danny you. Drake. Thank you. <laughs> it's great to be here, Pat. You're reaming no. that after the show. Josh. Yes, sir. All right, of course, just Johnny. Yo. Mm-hmm. DJ Herbie Herb. Woo! And the silent in the uh, back there, Kimmy. Give me more. You were on camera this whole time. <laughs> yes, you were. Just in the back, chilling. People saw you picking your nose and stuff. Digging Makes out us wedges. all look popular. So enjoy. All right, <laughs> we will catch you all. Where all come from. <laughs> we will catch you all next week. Until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. <laughs>